You're listening to Worshipology with Curtis Parks, a biblical, practical, and spiritual conversation about living and leading worship. Let's lean into today's episode. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Worshipology podcast. This is a conversation geared towards worship teams, worship leaders, and worshipers of Jesus. And uh, man, so excited for this new season and the guests that it's bringing. And uh, pumped to just kind of share some time with Clinton Allen. Clinton, say what's up, man. KP, I love you, bro. Thanks for having me. It is me. so good. It's so good, man. Clinton, you may be like one of the coolest dudes in my phone. You, you don't uh, know many people, do you? Well, yeah. you know, I know you, and that makes it all good, man. Like, I mean, so so just for those who don't know, I mean, Clinton, you're a part of River Valley Church up in Minneapolis, part of River Valley Worship. You guys travel all over the place. You, you write and release records. We're going to get into all that fun stuff. Um, but man, just tell us a little bit for the listener who may not be familiar with River Valley, with Clinton Allen. Man, how did you get started in, in ministry and worship? Dude. It's all you. Yeah, man. I, I'm i excited to jump into this. I'm just honored um, to be a part of uh, this with you, Curtis. Curtis uh, and I and my crew, we go back a lot of years um, yeah. doing albums together, writing together, and, and uh, leading worship. And uh, it's really fun to stalk Curtis and see all that God is doing through him <laughs> and his family. And, uh, it's mostly fishing picks with me and Moses, that, man. Hey, so it's kind of boring. It. That's it. <laughs> That's the life, baby. That's the life. Nah, bro. I, I again. I'm. This is not um, fake platitudes. I, I'm just humbled and honored to to hang with you in this way because I believe this mm. is a, an incredible resource to um, the Big C Church, as we often say. But I really believe it, and I think it takes um, not just creativity, but a lot of guts and obedience to step out and do something like this and to take a risk. And I, I love it, bro. Mm. So thanks for having me, man. Um, Man, thanks for being here. Absolutely, bro. I, I'm going to try to keep this short because, you know, I ain't got a whole lot. I come from uh, Dallas, Texas, where I hail from. I um, was born and raised in Dallas. I was, I, was, I was all over the place. I live, or I guess I should say I've been all over the place, but I never lived anywhere um, outside yeah, of wow. Dallas until my wife and I felt like God moved us to Minneapolis. Man, uh, going on 11 years. And... Um, mm. It's so funny, man. I um, I'll be quick about the journey, but I thought, man, this must be God must be uh, uh playing a joke on us. This must be like a missions trip. I'm going on to Texas to Minnesota, you know, like <laughs> culture shock, climate shock, all the shock, you know, and everything. And uh, it as it turns out, skipping all the way to the end where we find ourselves now, it has been nothing short of the wildest journey and um, uh, an incredible ride uh, of obedience and God's faithfulness in our lives. Um, mm. it, it turns out it's not, it wasn't just a good thing for us. We don't want to follow like a good thing, but we want to ride the wave of a, of a God thing, you know? Um, yeah. So that was it, man. I, I uh, one of the pastors here at River Valley church, as Curtis said, um, so local church in the Twin Cities, multi-site church. So um, God's given um, the the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The vision for our, our lead pastors, Rob and Becca Ketterling, to plant campuses. You know, within you know 15 minutes of somebody's uh, proximity, to give them a place wow. of worship. You know, within 15 minutes or so. And so I think that's really mm. one of the practical goals. But the supernatural goal is for um, 
you know, it's our, it's in our mantra, it's in our mission statement, it's, it's our ethos is to lead people to authentic life changing relationship with Jesus Christ, and um, that's the, that's the goal behind planting campuses, not so you can be this cool hip multi site church, um, yeah. but to reach as many people as you can, and uh, one of my boys, well, talk to me about that, like how, how many campuses do you guys have right now? Because yeah. what's interesting on, on my side of the conversation is like, you know, right now I'm I'm at Destination Church just south of Richmond, Virginia. We're talking about launching two and three campuses, yeah, bro. potentially in the next one or two years. Um, I think multi-site, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that's like suddenly reappeared on like every spectrum of church planting, every spectrum of like, you know, pastoring and you guys do it maybe the best. Um, and just having gone up there and experienced, it feels like it's something special there, man. Talk about that, the different campuses and just, you know, your role as you, I imagine, I don't know, you maybe, maybe you bounce out to one or are you planted at one? What does that look like, Clinton? Yeah, multi site thing. You, Curtis, you're, you're very kind to us, man. As we've done ministry together, and you know our our leaders and the vibe and the culture of our house. Yeah, we we really are just like I'm. I'm like quoting my lead pastor here when I say, God's hand is on our our church and what we're doing. You always want that, and I believe God's hand is on his yep. on his church, uh, not just River Valley Church. With that marquee, it's 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 your church. It's it's our church. It's the church of Jesus Christ. And I'm quoting him when I say we're just trying not to get in the way. <laughs> we're just trying not to screw it up. You know what I'm saying? And so um, that you know, uh, on some level, that feels like you're just kind of playing defense. Oh, just just try not to screw it up and get in the way. But in, <laughs> in a lot of ways, we are. Uh, our theme this year is take ground. And wow. it's uh, it's a charge that we feel the Holy Spirit has given us uh, to be on the offense, honestly, to to be aggressive yeah. and to take back, in a, in a sense, what the enemy stole in some ways from whether it be world pandemics or civil and social and racial unrest in our backyard, mm. Minneapolis or what have you. And so, yeah, man, it's um, there. You asked the, how many locations. I think we have nine physical locations. And then, of course, we uh count online like a lot of people do and so yep. i guess that's uh no maybe it's eight physical locations then online is nine so i think it's wow. i think it's nine i guess in total i get to play an incredible part of this house by being one of the worship pastors i i'm one of the senior worship leaders maybe that's a a a, a a fancy title there. I just mean I'm old. I'm old head. I'm an old head, Curtis. <laughs> hey, whenever you start to see the word senior, you know you, you've been around for a minute. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I got you, bro. This means we old heads. Nah, I've been doing it for, oh man, uh, 18, 19 years, man, leading worship, wow. which is pretty wild. And um, you and I talked about this off uh, the record earlier before we started, but I just wholeheartedly subscribe to the principle of faithfulness equals fruitfulness. You know, I've been here almost 11 yeah. years and been leading worship for that long. And I've been doing it long enough to, to, to suck at it, to have some successes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. So when you got there, was it, was it one campus or, and you've seen the progression going multi-site and the growth and, and obviously with River Valley worship, I mean, you guys, your songs are everywhere right now. I mean, I just got to lead. Thank you, Lord. Love that song. Oh, wow. Um, Thank but you I do have that. to be, I, I got to be honest with you, man. Like, because uh, I saw your name on the writing credits of everything you do with, with the Ages project y'all did. Yeah. 
dude, I'm obsessed with that song, man. It's on my <laughs> my workout playlist. Um, I want to talk a little bit about that too. Yeah, like, man. Talk talk to me about like so you got there, and this is so beautiful because you know in a in a day and age, I think it was Carrie Newhoff who talked about the great shuffle that we've mm. seen post COVID, yes. where it's like yes. you know pe- people are just like, well, I can plant myself anywhere, and and so there's nothing wrong with you know exploring and getting out there, and you absolutely, know, I think for the adventurous spirit in all of us, there's something that just longs for you know we all want to camp and just get out on the open road. Absolutely. But there's something about planting yourself for over a decade at a church, seeing the Lord move in unexplainable ways, and then breathing on a movement of worship like he's done with River Valley, now extending into River Valley Ages, yeah. the, the project with y'all's youth. Um, it's it's amazing. Like, man, I, I would just love to hear just some encouragement and, and some insight on like what's, what's kept you planted and how have you um, just stayed faithful in your own heart um to one house man yeah that's beautiful the way you 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 put that and the way you set that up honestly for me i curtis we are we are shepherds you know like you and i Mm. i i for your listeners i told curtis this and uh it's not some prophetic encouragement or anything it's just who he is it like he's an artist he's a creative sure so he speaks that language knows uh, how to lead that type, but he's such. It's because he's such a shepherd, and I think mm. that one of my biggest strengths, um, besides being a collaborator and a curator, I feel like are some of my biggest strengths, if not the biggest one. Um, it's it's really the shepherd people, and that's what we're in this for, you know. That's good. Um, and so, I think I, I've always loved people enough. I wouldn't call myself like some raging extrovert, but I've loved people enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's my wife. She's she's the raging extrovert, and um, mm-hmm. I love people until my battery starts draining, and then I got I'm like, yo, I gotta I gotta dip, I gotta go recharge. And, <laughs> but um, I just think that Curtis, we're in this to love people and to love people to Christ, and wow. um, I just I've seen the 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 fruit of longevity, and wow, and um, and I and I definitely don't want you out there if you hear this to feel like well i have to stay in some dysfunction or some like toxic right situation just so i can get a trophy of being loyal i don't think we wow. you need to be a martyr um you know if you feel like the spirit of god is is moving you somewhere else you got to be obedient you know mm-hmm. uh, we at our house we love missionaries and support a bunch of missionaries and it's like one of my favorite ones that i I've been in relationship and proximity to, he's always like, um, you know, my life is a story of God's faithfulness and my obedience. And I just, that's all mm. I that's all I want. And so that's why I happen to have been at a place for so long because, you know, uh, until God releases me from this place, I want to put my head down, grind and hustle and um, point people to Jesus. And, um, and that's what we're in it for. And I think that's the the overflow of like River Valley worship, and then this next expression of River Valley Ages. It's really just to point people to Jesus and and utilizing what's in your hands. You know, some people. Yeah. It's like um, they our pastor Rob. He has a gift of faith. You know, he's got big vision, big faith to believe, and that's one of the tools that he uses to rally and galvanize people uh, to build Christ Church and to build His kingdom. And there are those of us like. Curtis and myself and some of our friends that you have a guitar or a piano, your voice uh, in your hand. And that's what we try to steward the best way we can. And knowing mm. knowing that, you know, 
it's not about us and that if you care anything about uh, legacy and again building his church and Ephesians 4 7 tells us what to equip the saints for the work of the ministry if we're doing our job as shepherds and and it's not about us um, then we certainly have to equip and develop and recruit and prepare the way uh, for those who have these gifts after us so that yeah his word continues that his church continues to be built um and so that's what we're trying to do with this next wow. worship expression this youth and young adult really is kind of the the target that ages is is done a beautiful job of reaching and mm. uh yeah man um i at curtis is more like a big brother uncle <laughs> um yeah Try to be a wise old goofy sage if I could, and it's it's. <laughs> well, what really... does that look like on a practical sense? As you're kind of like in that. I mean, I I love. I mean, and just knowing you, I it doesn't at all surprise me to say just that shepherd piece is just such a part of your heart because, I mean, if you've never been to River Valley, uh, it, it's just like an explosion of like I would say youthful joy. Like it, it's just there's like there's like a momentum there. You feel this spirit led energy when you walk in the building, man, and like. From your perspective, you know, you've been there, um, you, you guys are writing, you're releasing music now. How do you cultivate that atmosphere with with younger generations and how do you step into that mentoring role? I think it's kind of, it's it's helpful, Curtis, that that's like, honestly, how our, our church organizationally has mm-hmm. uh, really kind of operated in. It's like one of the core values of our church is is the next generation and um yeah. you know as pastor rob would say it and other pastors would say like we would we would do anything for the next generation and um we want to set them up we want to equip them we we don't want to say like you know this is our this is our time right now you got to pay your dues, yeah. get in line and, and you know what I'm saying? Like the old head mentality. Yeah. It's like, it's like, no, like God is, God has equipped you with this Holy spirit. You've got gifts and ability. You're going to screw up like we did, but like, here's, here's a baton. Here's an opportunity and let's do this wow. thing. And we're going to walk with you hopefully. And when you make the mistakes, you have room to make mistakes. I think oftentimes we're just crippled by the fear of, of failure. And so I, I think River Valley, where I'm at, we don't always get this right, but I think that for the most part, we've tried to provide space for you to fail, you know, like without, mm. without retribution or consequence, like, yo, like, that's so good. We're, we're, we're in this together and I'm here with you. Um, you're not alone and let's do this thing together and, and fly, you know, like, like, yeah, fly, you know? And so I think part of that also, so what does that look like with the safe, with the safe spaces, uh, I mean, just unpack that for a little bit, because I imagine there's quite a few worship leaders listening that are like, man, I, I do have like a, a 14, 15, 16 year old that I can see that. And, and I'm just speaking from experience too. like right now, man, we've got uh, so many incredible uh, youth and young adults that are like stepping into really what I feel like God's uh, unraveling in their calling and their purpose. How do you find those safe spaces? What are those safe spaces to, to lead and, and to write and, and, you know, to shepherd others? Yeah, that's good. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't also shout out like our, our youth and young adult ministries that feed into this, you know, our, yeah. our um, and not even to do a shameless plug, but like even our internship program that we have, it's called mm. River Valley Leadership Institute. And, and that provides us like, um, 
like, I wouldn't say ready-made leaders, but at least like leaders that are hungry, you know. There's a pipeline. Yeah, yeah. there's a pipeline there. And that's the practical way we try to feed um, the culture uh, of our house of like continuing this this legacy of trying to, um, you know, steward creativity, steward songwriting, um, mm. uh, preaching, whatever, you know, whatever you feel called to do. And so I, 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 we are blessed to have an incredible youth ministry. We're blessed to have an incredible young adult ministry that that's thriving. And so we thank God for that. Um, but as far as your question, providing spaces, safe spaces, um, man, it's like there's all kind of opportunities for you to serve, for you to jump in. And it's like, yo, if you're 15 and you like are passionate about lighting. We got a lighting board for you to like figure it out. If it's like playing Call of Duty for you, like jump on this bad boy and let's let's get it, you know. And <laughs> um, that's awesome. You know, if if songwriting is like a, a you think that's a passion of yours, well let's let's stoke that that fire, you know. Um, mm-hmm. it, the Bible tells us to spur each other on the good works, and so it's like yo, let's we we're we have songwriting uh, camps and. Um, uh, Internally, we have songwriting retreats uh, that we go away, and and That's cool. and and it's not just for um, this exclusive uh, crew of songwriters. It's like um, it's like for the high school or or for the the college student or for the young adult or even man for the senior adult. That's like wow. I just yeah. I feel like I you know I write poetry and I've never known how to put this into a song. We're like yo. Ryan, you know, for your listeners, Curtis, like Ryan Williams is historically been our lead worship pastor, and th- this these days he's really just overseeing like all the songwriting culture and the mm-hmm. recording mm-hmm. of albums and uh, managing River Valley worship and and um, he he's always provided a sp- a space for people to bring their gifts, um, and he has such a, a way of doing that without making you feel inferior or like wow. you're not as as good as the next guy or gal uh he's mm-hmm. just always empowered people to like exercise that gift that god has given you uh and particularly in the area of songwriting and uh mm. putting theology in song and bringing that to the the church as an offering to yeah to god and so yeah, man. I, I, I guess I could go off or go on and, and, and ramble about other opportunities, but that's really just a couple examples of what that looks that's like. So cool, Trying to provide a safe space for you to do your thing, and hopefully you're getting real time feedback from us that of like, hey, this is how I would do it, but also you bring a unique perspective that I don't see. So take this with a grain of salt, but like, here's some tricks. Here's some things. Here, take this, you know. Chew this up, spit out the fat, marinate on that. Yep. Um, keep doing it, keep trying, don't quit. You know, I, this is stuff I gotta preach to myself still to this day because I feel like, oh man, <laughs> like I have other gifts that I've mentioned earlier on, but songwriting for me, Curtis, uh, is like going on a run. I'm like, dog, I hate jogging. Oh, I, I, I need to. <laughs> I know it's good for yeah, me. Yeah. I know, like, after it's done, I'm like, oh wow, that that was incredible. I'm proud that I actually uh-huh. got this run in. But like, waking up, getting out of bed, I ain't looking forward to songwriting. Where people like Orion <laughs> or, or Curtis or other people in my life over the years, it's like they're just made, created to be a psalmist and mm. wrestle with song, uh, with song theology and 
pros and and like um, sonically, you know, get to a space. I'm like, yo, that's like that's like exercise for me, and I don't always like exercising. <laughs> so I'm like really Curtis. I'm really product of being in a house that really has like uh, pushed us in a way to yeah. to steward songwriting in particular. You know, our house is probably known oh, most for missions and and songwriting is probably after that original songs. Well, that's interesting you say that because I do think there are aspects of ministry and especially when it comes to worship where it's just like you, you just catch things being in proximity. You know, it's like it's, it's like I I am like a horrible lead guitarist. But when I moved here, we just didn't have a ton of electric guitar. And so I just find myself, I'm hanging out with a few guys that we have that play. I'm like, Hey, you know, what are you doing? Let me, let me check out that delay pedal. And, and by, by being in proximity with them and just getting around them and hearing them play, hearing their approach. And then other people like Matt Podesla, you know, I've, I've, I've just learned so much from him on electric it's like when you get around it, inevitably you're called, to, you're going to do one of two things. You're going to either sink out of this inferiority complex, or you're going to rise to the occasion and say, you know what? I, I want to get better. So I'm going to put myself out there and just try this. And you pick up more than you think you do, man. And I think that's the cool thing, what you guys are doing with the next generation, as I'm hearing you share this, because Man, I just I just heard this leadership talk by Craig Rochelle, and he's talking about um, this mindset of leadership when it comes to generational thinking. Um, you know, generation one is like the owners. Okay, so mm-hmm. they're like the ones who maybe maybe planted the church, or they were the first on the ground level of River Valley worship. We'll say. Then the generation two, you know, they've been around it for you know four to six years. They, they kind of feel like some of the, you know, the old stories that are like, man, when we first got here, they weren't there, but they feel a part of it because they've heard it so much. They, right, they're right. what they call the protectors. They're the protectors. And then and then there's this generation three and and Craig Rochelle calls them the, the inheritors, you know, and so it's like they just kind of inherited. Maybe there's more resources available to them. Um, you know, they, they entered late, so they didn't see what it looked like to build it. Um but they 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 want to be a part of the future, and I think I think when it comes to young adults and youth, uh, most of us would probably put them in that inheritor uh, category. But the biggest thing is, like you said, um, you don't say you got to pay your dues. You don't say like you know, um, well, you know, you got to do what we all had to do. Why? Because that's you know that's the way that it's always been. Right. Right. I think f- f- the beautiful thing about it is like, look, hey, we. We cleared the path so you can run. That's it. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask you to crawl. I want you to run because this is what we paid our dues for. And I think when you can look at it that way in worship, and, and you know this and you do it well on stage, man, it's like you don't have to lead every song. Oh, you don't have to absolutely. write every song. You, you get to this stage in the game where you kind of move from from novice to like father you know and it's like you you just want to see i mean talk to me about that for for a little bit because i think you're on to something with this whole passing it down thing man curtis you you articulated that beautifully and that's like or even earlier i'm like talking about soaking things up almost through osmosis if you will or or at least proximity (laughs) i'm like curtis is talking about the story of my life man i'm i've just always blessed to be around um to play ball, I'm gonna use a goofy basketball or sports analogy. I've been able to play ball with people that are way better than I am. 
and it's only made me mm. grow and and get better. And um, but now you're you're talking about opportunity, and um, I just I just think that's crab mentality to just say like, man, you got to pay your dues and do it the way I did it. And yeah. it's like, well, we have kids, and certainly we want to teach them the value of hard work, work ethic. But like, I don't want my kids to struggle like I did. I don't want them to go through the same mistakes right. that I did. I'm trying to prepare the way and carve this lane as you as you paint it um, for you to succeed like quicker, smarter, you know, than I did. And so mm. that, that's just I don't really subscribe to that crab mentality of like you you gotta you gotta pay your dues and do it like I did. You gotta stack chairs as long as I did. You gotta do like three. right, right. Look, man, <laughs> <laughs> you know, as long as we're finding a way for you to have character development, um, mm-hmm. then then I'm all for new and innovative ways of raising people up. They ain't got to do it the same way I did, Curtis. Like it, it's wow. And so I, I love one of the ways practically you're talking about, like in the form of you know some of our lanes of worship leading. I I think you know this culture is like big on like red flags. I'm like yo, I see red flags if I feel like I got to lead four out of four songs in a mm. worship set, three out of four songs in a worship <laughs> set. Uh, yeah. And I know some pastors probably prefer that from your your worship leader, your worship pastor, uh, particularly if you're the lead. But I, I'm i like, my team, you can hit them up now, and they're going to be like, yeah, Clinton cringes when he has to lead more than two songs out of the set. Um, because I just <laughs> think that there is a beautiful opportunity for other voices and other, um, uh, you know, personalities to be heard uh, because I value yeah. also the intentional mosaic that God um, uh, used to build his kingdom. You know, uh, wow. it, it's, I, I just value diversity and I'm not even just talking about an ethnicity. I'm talking about ideals, perspectives. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and you get that when you have like the, the black voice, white voice, female voice, male voice, old guy young girl um it's just a beautiful thing mm. you know i've wow. i've made um you know we oftentimes too are reluctant to make opportunities and spaces curtis because it's like it makes us uncomfortable we gotta go out of our way i have a, right? a gal on our team that's legally blind and so we have to make accommodations wow. on the stage to make sure we don't have tripping hazards and make sure you know you'd be like man that's a lot of work but yo she has this beautiful spirit, this beautiful voice, and wow. people don't need to hear every song from me. I don't want you getting tired of me. I, I don't want you getting tired mm. of hearing um, th- this theology that we're singing about, declaring. And, yeah. and I think that different voices and different perspectives bring, um, they only illuminate uh, God's kingdom and, and what he's doing. And those are some of the spaces that we try to provide. Wow, man. Well, dude, you, you you guys are in a unique spot in Minneapolis, um, you know, just a huge metropolitan area. And I know a lot of um, chaos has happened over these last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just kind of watching y'all's story. I mean, obviously, like, man, George Floyd right in your backyard. Yeah, right. Um, wh- wh- what was it that you saw through, um, I guess, just those two years, really? And, and you know, I think we're still kind of in the the ripple effect of uh, everything that 2020 brought uh, into our culture. How have you guys maintained this heart of like, man, like eyes, eyes kept on Jesus. Church is going to grow. It, unity has blessing. 
what's been what's what's that been like just kind of being in a city like Minneapolis. Yeah, man. yeah, man. I thanks for touching on that because that's important to us where we're at in this part of the world. Mm. Um, it, yeah, it, it was in your face, you know, like it was in our backyard, and and it's like you can't run from it, you know. So what are you gonna do? How are you, um, as spirit filled Jesus followers? What is our response? And uh, I was very proud of our church and other churches in the Twin Cities that rallied together to say. Um, in unity, we're going to build our city back up. And it was a beautiful wow. picture of um, uh, of just unity. Unity is one of our core values as a church. And it was beautiful to watch um, all these churches come together to clean up the streets in the aftermath of some mm. rioting and such. Um, it was beautiful to see like some of us at some of these protests because protest and rioting are different. <laughs> and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so it was, it was, it was crazy to see people of God and like um, pastors and such being at peaceful protests and prayer rallies, you know, as well as wow. cleaning up the streets post riots, you know what I'm saying? And so um, yeah. it was crazy, Curtis, it was a crazy time. And then, you know, it, it's not to mention, you know, not, much earlier than that, we're all facing, you know, a world pandemic. And and so, honestly, you talk about, I love what you brought up. I, I think when we were faced with looking at ourselves in the mirror during these, like, tumultuous times, uh, mm. I think we were faced with the reality of, like, are we making discipled followers of River Valley or are we making discipled followers of Jesus? And it, wow. and, it, and it really caused us to go back and, like, um, break some things maybe that weren't broken and then fix some things that mm. were broken some sins, you know? So uh, yep. one of our pastors, Kirk, he used to say this all the time, if it ain't broke, break it. <laughs> Meaning, like, <laughs> we can't we – can't, it may not apply to everything. That is, but, that is Kirk right <laughs> Right? That's Kirk. And um, if if that may not apply to every situation and circumstance, uh, particularly in organizational leadership and church world, but – in a lot of aspects, it does apply. And it was like the mentality and the heart that I always received from that was like, we can't settle for, you alluded to this earlier, we can't settle for the same old things. We can't do the same thing all the time. And um, it requires us sometimes to get out of our comfort zone and to go um, get out of the four walls of our church, certainly, if we're supposed to be fulfilling wow. the Great Commission. And so I think with the fallout, because we did have fallout, like some a lot of other churches, of you know, whether it was French believers that said, this is my time to, to dip during this pandemic or George Floyd, yeah. social and racial tensions, um, you know, uh, uh, vaccine or no vaccine, mask or no mask, all this stuff that was polarized and politicized in that time, in that season, we saw a fallout. And honestly, instead of pointing the finger at, you know, the people, the whatever the arbitrary percentage of folks that, that dip, instead of pointing the finger at them, we had these other fingers pointing back at us saying, okay, wow. where can we sure up some holes in our discipleship? We're, wow. Let's make sure we're not making discipled followers of the marquee that's on the outside of our walls. We're making discipled followers of Jesus. And that's um, good. I just like the pivot that our church had in that season. It caused some impurities to rise to the surface, but that's that's a good thing. You get to like yeah. Do the facial treatments and all the things to make sure you get, <laughs> you get rid of the impurities right. and the pimples and such. You know what I'm saying? So, Man, that's amazing, dude. And I think it's just a great reminder 
Um, cause I, you know, obviously here we are in, in, in 2023, um, we're going into a election year and, you know, I don't think life gets any less complicated. Exactly. You know, I don't think our exactly. country's culture is getting any less complicated. So it's right. just a good reminder as we, as we go into uncertain times, cause it's, it's always going to be uncertain on some level. Um, but the thing that's amazing with believers in Jesus Christ is that everything around us could be uncertain, but Jesus is certain. 100%. <laughs> you know, Unequivocally. It's like, man, he, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's nothing that surprised him. Uh, there's nothing that's uh, surprised the Father. And I think the spirit that lives within us and guides us and um, is our helper, is the Amen. same uh, help that he was the help to the church and, uh, you know, the first century when everything was going crazy uh, in Rome. And so, man, right, I'm just excited right. to see how the church continues to respond. Absolutely. And I'm just encouraged, encouraged by you guys, man. Um, dude, I think we could probably talk for the next two hours um, and just scratch the surface, man. But I, I've been asking everybody um, just in these last few minutes we've got together, Clinton, man, like, like dude, what are you seeing big picture in worship? Um, and here's what I mean by that. On the worship leading side of things, you know, you've got the the battle between presence, production, industry, and authentic. Um, dude, I, I'd love to hear from you because I mean, you guys, yeah, you travel, you release music. So, it, and in some sense, you have one foot in the industry, but you've kept both feet grounded in kingdom. Um, it seems like from my from my viewpoint, man, That's I, I just like bro. to see, man. What are you seeing from your lens, big picture in the church? What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you right now, man? Yeah, that's such a um, that's such a profound uh, question to ask ourselves mm. and, and to ask the church in this season. But you know, man, I'm call me a a hopeless romantic. I I just believe that the church, the the Church of Jesus Christ, shines um, brightest in the in the darkest times. And I think yeah. this is not our time to to run or to fear, but to readily recognize that God in his sovereignty is going to um, reign supreme. And mm. I, I think the pressure is off of us when we operate in John 12, 32. If I'm not butchering that, I think it's John 12, 32. But it just simply says, when I be lifted up, I will draw people to me. And I... I Beautiful. I... I hang on that like, oh, the Holy Spirit is doing the heavy lifting. I don't have to. All I got to do is point mm. people to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And and, wow. and so I think when we really take hold of God's promises and, and really stay rooted in his word, I think the pressure is off of us. And um, I don't have to I don't have to conjure uh, uh, anything other than pointing people to Jesus and, and loving people to Christ, as I often say. Um Ryan has often preached to us, gotten tattooed on our hearts of like, I don't care what foot in, you know, music business or the worship industry or recording albums or being on a label, all the things that God is opening up for us. These are great, beautiful um, opportunities and privileges, but we're local church kids through and through like mm, you know we're yeah, songwriters yeah. and pastors and um moms and dads and and brothers and sisters and <laughs> you know what i'm saying and so it's like we're yeah. we're just we're local church kids and we'll never um we'll never stray from that 
mentality and that hard wow. posture of like, we are here to build the local church. And, and, and I, and I'm one for chasing other creative outlets and opportunities, but as long mm-hmm. as I, I want to always be tethered to the local church and pointing people to Jesus while I'm doing that, whatever the creative outlet looks like. And so that's really what keeps us not just humbled, but, but, but rooted. It's, it's being tethered to the local church and uh, having spiritual mm-hmm. oversight. And so I'm, I'm, Curtis, I'm, I'm, um, I'm optimistically hopeful in the future uh, yeah. of God's church. And as you said it, nothing catches him off guard. So I'm just trying not to be rattled by anything other than like, what is God doing next? And how do I lean into it? You know, we've got to be hopeful. Like there's no other choice for the people of God right? to other than to be hopeful, man. Um, because our hope doesn't lie in the things of this world, but it lies in the kingdom and the kingdom That's it. will reign forever, man. That's like, it. So good, man. Well, dude, just as we close, what's River Valley working on right now, man? What can we be looking forward to? Uh, tell us where we can find you guys online. And uh, we're going to post in the show notes uh, ways to just keep up with Clinton, get in touch, and uh, follow what y'all are doing. Yeah, bro. That's such a, I'm such a, a poor spokesperson or ambassador for her. I'm like, <laughs> I know we got a website or something to point people to. Yeah, we're, we're doing like, stuff. Yeah, we're I doing know. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but man, you know, be praying for us as we pray for you. Uh, as my pastors often say, like if you're a fan of Jesus, we're a fan of you. So we we pray for mm. you and ask that you pray for us. If you ever want to keep up with what God is doing with us, man, it's um, check out like our social media: Instagram River Valley, um, on Instagram River Valley Worship. I think it's dot com or dot org or something something like that. Yeah. But man, Curtis, we're just like um, continue to write. We're always like writing songs for, for the house and and trying mm-hmm. to be obedient. A lot of these songs that we write often coincide with like a sermon series or what God is doing in our in our house at the time in the season. And if it ever goes outside the four walls of our church, we consider that like icing on the cake, you know. And so uh, yeah, man, keep up with us on social media and such, and and pray for us as we continue to just be obedient to what God has asked us, and we ask you to do the same. Dude, thanks for your time today, Clinton, man. We love you guys. Yo, I'm honored, bro. I love you. You've been listening to Worshipology with Curtis Parks. To learn more and to find resources for worship leaders and teams, you can visit curtisparks.com.